89.9, KMOJ-FM, and KMOJ-HD1, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Bringing unity to the community. 89.9, KMOJ, the people's station. Welcome to Four Opinions. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or board of directors of KMOJ. Are you ready to have some real convo? Get down to it and talk about real topics? I mean, opinions are like, tune into our live podcast talk show, The Four Opinions, with your host, on-air personality, creator and CEO, Tiffany Love, featuring the legendary Walter Q. Bear Banks with empowerment life coach, L.R. Wilson, Mr. Thomas Berry, every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 89.9 KMOJ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is The Four Opinions. Uh, make sure you take down this number, 612-377-3456. And I got some amazing, amazing guests today. Miss Pamela Weems, good morning, good morning. She is in the building. Good morning. And we got Vic, Miss Victoria, Miss Anika. Morning. And Miss Sharon Young. Good morning. And of course, Thomas Berry and Latoya. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> you know what? I'm super excited oh, hey, to have this hey, podcast hey, today. Hey. Oh, Walter, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Daddy. Oh, let me let me lead the room. I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> hey, Pam. I, I'm sorry about that. Hey, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Walter Q. Bear Banks Jr. is in the building. He's always here before us. Okay. Um. So today we're super excited. This is the month of October. Definitely dedicated to Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Man, we this is such a topic that we have to talk about, and I wanted to get that out there. I know we got some survivors in the building. We got Miss Anika in here. She's going to be telling us about early detect, uh, early detection for breast cancer, and we got a couple of survivors. I know Miss Sharon, um, you was one of my clients. She came in. She had just got diagnosed, yes, and yes. I kind of went through the process with her as she went through this journey. So who want to start? We can get this started to talk about how important it is to make sure you get the ta-ta checked. And all that stuff. <laughs> it's uh, very, very important. Uh, I'm Pamela with the Pink Ladies, and uh, we advocate the importance of early detection. One thing we do know that early detection does save lives. I am a survivor, and uh, I was stage four. Ooh, yeah. When I found out because I was misdiagnosed. And there are a lot of us that have gone through this journey that have been misdiagnosed. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I was pregnant, and uh, my doctor told me that I felt the lump. He told me that it was a swollen milk gland. It'll dissipate in time. Wow. It didn't. Right. My son was three years old when I found out. Oh, wow. Wow. And I know they said that black women have a 42% uh, higher death rate 
um, versus white women um, because of the misdiagnosis. I know, Miss Victoria, you was talking earlier about that they had misdiagnosed you as well as a black woman when you went into the clinic. So yeah. can you share that experience? With- yeah, so um, I was I was actually diagnosed when I was 41, and um, I was taking, going to get my mammograms. I was going to get my mammograms, and it was just like, oh, it's just, um, you know, a shaded area. You know, it's nothing. Keep coming back. And I had to keep coming back. Oh, it's fine. You know, it was nothing. Right. You know, and then finally, oh, it was. But by the grace of God, it really wasn't anything. You know, all those times where I kept coming back and coming back. But, you know, at 41, I was diagnosed, caught early, like real early. But it is important. And we was talking earlier, like I'm 10 years older than my baby sister. So when I got diagnosed, I told her, go get checked. She was like, my doctor wouldn't check me. Yes, advocate. That's one thing we have to do in our community. We have to advocate for ourselves. We have to go to your doctor. I want to get checked. It's in my family. My mother had it. My sister had it. My auntie had it. Whoever, make sure you advocate for yourself and get checked. And it is. It's a fear. Like us as survivor, every day we wake up. Every day is a survival for us. Right. And I don't have a history of breast cancer in our family, but when I got introduced to Pamela and it was time for the mammograms, I know we set up a thing last year to go get our breast checked, but I was like, I was scared. I didn't tell them because I was being supportive, but I was like, I did not want to go through the process of getting that, you know, just because of the high percentage rate for black women. I was like, I don't want to go and do it, but I did do it. Luckily, it came back negative. But um, I know a lot of women deal with not wanting to go to the clinic just because of that. That's even with me with everything, because you living like your best life. So you say, and you're like, man, to get hit with something like that, that's <laughs> that's going to alter your whole like, you know, your whole being, you know, because when you came in, because when you came in, as you know, I had just met you. I was doing your your brows or whatever. And it was like you were so optimistic. You your your you were so happy. And we was talking about the support system and how important that was to have with you as you was going on your right, journey. Right, right. Um, one of the things I can say, um, I'm an advocate of when it comes to health care. I work in health care. So getting mammograms, physical, all of that, I'm on it every year on top of it. Only thing that set me back is because of COVID. So, you know, you couldn't get what you needed done. But when I went in, I went in in January and they said they found something. Um, I thought it because it was, I had heavy breasts. It was said that density, okay, fine. Um, Waited and um, remember praying at the altar for someone and God said, it's cancer. I said, okay, okay. January 16th, ironically, Martin Luther King Day, I get the call and the doctor says it's cancer. I said, okay. You know, at that point, I was yet encouraged and determined whatever God says it is what it is. And uh, knowing that it was cancer, I had one God on my side, number one. Number two, my husband was my goal. That support system is major. He, I have family out of town, did need not one sister to come up to care for me because my husband was there, took care of me through thick and thin. Five surgeries later, and I'm talking this year, um, I was diagnosed. So I prayed about it. What to do? I had a bilateral mastectomy in uh, February. I went in and had reconstruction in April. So three more surgeries down the line. Here I am, survivor. Um, I don't think about, you know, is it cancer? Is it going to come back? Because that's that survival mode. The littlest thing you're thinking, whoa, 
is this cancer? Mm. Ouch, this hurt. Is that cancer again? Is has it moved? Has it traveled? You know, but you have that. It's it's they have a word for it, it's cancer anxiety or something like that. Uh, but you think about it constantly, and so you have to keep your mind on track to stay su- to in that survivor mode. But again, as Tiffany was saying, to have support, you can't get through this without a support system. Whether you know, number one, God, family, friends, connections, like-minded people. You need it. And so you may be great one day. Next minute, you're bawling. You're crying. Oh, my God, what is going on? You know, and so I thank Tiffany for this opportunity to be able to share and get this word out. Yeah. And Pam, you are a two-time survivor, right? Yes. So how was that experience like once you got through the first process? To Well, the second was easy. Okay. Because I I noticed it right away. I went in right away. That was early detection. And when I went in, it was the size of a pinhead. But to me, it felt like the size of a quarter. Mm. Okay? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was so early that I didn't have to go through chemo. I didn't have to even get on medication. And I just went on and just thanked God, you know? Give us a call at 612-377-3456 so that we can talk about breast cancer awareness with you and the lights of everything that you're going through, if you've gone through it, or a family member, friend, so that we can all support each other at 612-377-3456. And Anika, you have a this foundation, which is wonderful. I know you have an event tonight. We're going to talk about that. I would love for everybody to know to come out and support. But you started this organization, I heard you say, earlier, 2012. You, had, you and your husband had a health and wellness center. And what was your determination, or why did you, you know, start the group for the early detection that saves lives? So let me just clarify a few things, but thank you for having us on. The Anika Foundation was established 15 years ago. We're a nonprofit organization where health equity is one of our mission. Um, We also do civic engagement and economic empowerment. Um, But our first pinked out party, which we're having tonight, was in 2012. Okay. And so I am surrounded by survivors. Uh, my cousin, Maria Patrice Ratliff Houston, passed from breast cancer. Um, all the beautiful women that I know, like Pam. I mean, I've known Pam all of my life. <laughs> and, and Vicky. I mean, so, you know, Riona and everybody. And for me, it just became clear how important it is to get the message out, especially to younger women. As was mentioned earlier in the conversation, more and more young black women are being diagnosed. I mean, um, we're taking this show on the road. We're start kicking off here in Minneapolis, but we're going to St. Cloud at the end of the month. There's a young woman there who passed away at age 26. Oh, wow. Another survivor who will be presenting, excuse me, um, she is a three-time survivor. Mm. Um, so our goals are to amplify the message and you're right, it is um, uncomfortable getting a mammogram. Um, but I would say that it's worth it to find out rather than finding out in stage three or four, 
right? Yes. And so, it, you know, pe- like we talk sometimes how expensive food is. I said, well, it's cheaper than health care. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. So it's like it is fearful, but that's why these networks are important. And so the Anika Foundation, we're proud to support and sponsor the African-American Breast Cancer Alliance, and the Pink Ladies Minnesota. And we're helping take their organizations out across greater Minnesota to reach more black women in these kind of isolated communities around the state. And there are no support networks in these places specific to black women. And, you know, Riona would tell you, you know, back when they first started 33-some years ago, there were no resources for black women. And then some of the the medical community wondered why there needed to be mm. specific resources or advocacy groups for black women. And it's like, listen, first of all, can we talk about systemic racism? Come right. on, come on. I mean, let's just right. start there. And if you right, ha- if you right. need more additional information, then we right. can go. But let's just start there first. Right, right. And so, you know, our goal, and, you know, we have a great time, but we always handle business first at the Pinked Out Party. We're having a great panel discussion. Pamela's on the panel. Uh, Nicole Pacini will be on the panel yeah. talking about fibroids. 80% of black women will have fibroids by the time of age 50. Wow. Chantel Sings, Camel J Zone, will be our MC for this event. She is a ovarian cancer survivor, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. right? And so really, when we're looking in the grand scheme of things, black women's sexual and reproductive health is under attack. Now, if we have more time, we'll talk about food and alcohol and stress management mm-hmm. and inflammation in our bodies, but, you know, y'all do that research. Right. <laughs> you can always go to our, <laughs> our website. We <laughs> got resources. But this is part of a broader campaign. It's the Quality Life Minnesota campaign. We're doing it statewide. Right. And it features us. It's about us, for us. And it features experts. And we are firm believer that survivors of people who live with it, they are experts. Right. Right. right? They yeah. live it. They know their experience. And, yes, there are medical professionals. But like Pam said, she knew when it was just a pinhead. You know right. what I'm saying? We know our bodies, but we have to advocate for and protect our bodies. And we have to start having conversations in our community, yes. in our families. We have to share family histories. We have to talk about menopause. We have to talk about, about everything. heart disease, right? So, you know, that's why we're doing this, and we're happy to support this uh, robust community here a, in the uh, Twin Cities. We have a call online. Uh, yeah, we got a call online. Go ahead, caller. Oh, Hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, ladies. God bless, God bless. Um, yeah, my name is Tiffany Jones, and I was actually just driving home from a 12-hour shift, and I heard the conversation going on, and I definitely felt like I wanted to be a part of it because I am a cancer survivor myself. Oh. Um, I beat my cancer back in 2016. It was uh, ductal carcinoma cancer. Um, it wasn't genetic, so I don't know how I got it, but I did, and, you know, I am a survivor of six years, so um, I just wanted to, you know, touch base and just, yeah, let you guys know that um, it is a scary thing, but, you know, with me, um, I did have a good support system with my family and things of that nature, 
Um, but I mean, I have saved lives and, you know, ever since then it's been my testimony to, you know, try to help other people, other women and, you know, just try to come together, you know, collab on like groups and things of that nature. Um, but I did just want to stress the fact that, uh, you know, it's all like, it's all about the money with the doctors because like the chemo had almost killed me. So. I never um, had to uh, do chemo after I have this treatment. What they gave me was called a HERS-2 Herceptin, which just killed my cancerous cells, so it didn't kill every cell in my body. So um, I just wanted to share that part as well. And also, I was able to create a universal cancer logo for men and women. So it's kind of my own business now, and it's called Lady Sick Tribulations. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to share my story and just let you guys know that I appreciate what you guys are doing and just being aware that, you know, because cancer is a silent killer and a lot of people just, I mean, you can't see it, right? So, yeah, and, I mean, it is definitely a struggle, and you can't get through it alone. So, thank Thank you so much, Tiffany, for calling in. That was yep, you. Thank you. You know what I want to know? What What would be some things that you can give uh, people advice on the early detection? What's some things that they can do to to notice? Like, just say if it's somebody out there right now, like, oh, I just seen the lump, or you know, thinking like you said when they go to the doctor and that happened. What are some early detection um, things that you can look for? Um self-examination when you do feel it like I told my little sister go to, if you got a call go to your doctor advocate for yourself if not go to another doctor mm-hmm. if your doctor will not see you go to another doctor you you want to catch it sooner than later right. you don't want to wait six months down the line oh because it could be aggressive aggressive means aggressive it's growing Ooh, I know my yeah, friend advocate for yourself all right we got another caller and I'm gonna say something about that when we come back go Okay. But yeah, my friend had told me she was like, when they was like, what is the stage for the different stages? And she was like, he was, yeah, he was like, there's um, Tamiko, shout out to Tamiko, who is also part of the Pink Ladies. She had said that when they had, when she got diagnosed, she was like, there's no other stage after this. (laughs) And I was like, man, can you just imagine? You know, getting that to say that to you. So just checking your breasts, make sure if you see lumps, make sure you go and see the doctor is there. Not even lumps, redness. You got to know your body. Oh, redness. Look in the mirror. I look at myself every day. Oh, can't wait. Look in the oh, sorry. Look in the mirror. If you see something red, blue, green, purple, anything that wasn't there, n- you notice it, go to the doctors. Okay. I know one, um, my best friend's mom passed away from breast cancer and she's in she was in Mississippi, so we already know mm-hmm. there's no support and no medical, no nothing else for that. But one thing that I didn't understand, she had cancer in one of her breasts, and um, so they only wanted to take one. She was very busty, so I never understood why they wanted, why they didn't take both of them, because then it spread to the other breast, and she passed away. So I, I guess my question is, why don't they just take it, take them both off? I think now for myself, I was diagnosed, and I just had cancer in my right breast. I prayed about it, and I had both of them removed. When they went in, I had bilateral cancer. So I would have went through the process all over again. 
Um, and it's kind of funny. I'm I'm a jokester. I said they're twins. If one go down, they're both going down. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so so they went down together. <laughs> they had to go together. So um, most women they give them options to do a lumpectomy to do one. But my mental in in saying you know. Um, they got to go together. You know, I don't want one up, one down. And that was just my personal thing after seeking God. I felt like just take them both off and then they'll start off at the same pace, the same track. So, and again, that cancer anxiety, what if it comes over here? What if it traveled over here? Even though they said it was very small, very small, but no, I didn't want to take that chance. And then another thing to piggyback on what you said, um, the redness, your breasts, even if you're not in the stage where you're having a baby or whatever, you may not be there. You st- it will leak. You would get fluids that come from your that that's the start of inductal. It'll you know tenderness to your breast. Some people equate that to say, oh, it's my monthly. It's starting, so my breast gets a little tender. Or why is it still tender, the nipples of my breast? Well, that's a sign of breast cancer. Also, most people think the self-examination, that's one thing. Redness, that's another thing. But also pay attention to your nipples. It starts in ductal there. And then when it spreads out, it's outside. Then it begins the grades and the stages. Oh, wow. So I want to go back to something that Anika said. Because I, I had two aunties who passed away from breast cancer within a year apart my Aunt Jeanette, as well as my Aunt Renee. And uh, both of them were pretty fairly young as well. But I, we talk about cancer almost as if this is something that is natural. And we know since the 1970s, cancer rates inside of the black community has gone up. You said something about inflammation, and then you said something about stress. So that, to me, and alcohol, I, I want to make sure I quote you all the way, um, that says something to me about a lifestyle. And it also says something about an environment as well. Let's talk to that. I talk about that, ladies, you know, like because how do we help reduce just not just the checks, but how do we reduce the, you know, capabilities of people contracting, uh, you know, breast cancer? Because I think preventive measures is always the best measures if we can prevent it. How do we prevent it? I think uh, for me, one of the things that I looked at strongly Cancer is our food. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that we eat mm-hmm. is cancer, you know. And I'm not a vegan or, or anything like that. Oh, you good but, people then. You good people with me. You ain't no vegan. <laughs> <laughs> vegans are always mad. They be <laughs> so, when you When you talk about your meats and you look into red meats and stuff like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. it causes inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, our gut health, mm-hmm. our, 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 our health starts from the gut. You know, we know, but do we do it? You know, there are so many things that will cure and keep us from cancer just by what we eat. I mean, I think about broccoli. Broccoli is a superfood. A lot of people don't know that. Anything that says berry is a superfood. You know, so fruit and veggies we can live off of and survive. I I, I like meat though. But <laughs> disclaimer, put that disclaimer out there. Right? <laughs> out there, you know. But a lot of things we eat, 
Mm-hmm. And when we talk about our lifestyle, our communities, when we talk about the 70s, what did we do? We we ate chitlins and we, we you know, yeah. that salt pork had to go in them cabbage. You yes, fried up and God. get them yes. cheese. Sit that bacon, yeah. that cheese. Oh, God, what is a burger without cheese? Right. You know, and if that cheese is not milk, but it's not really real cheese. Right. It's not really real cheese. You know, it's processed. As she said, you know, we feel like I don't want to pack meat. That was me. I was bougie. I'm going to the deli. Cubs <laughs> <laughs> cut my meat, okay? <laughs> Still processed, yes, okay? Indeed. So it's processed meat. You pay an extra, but it's processed. And so now we got all these things that cause inflammation in our body, in our gut, right. doesn't pass. Not only breast cancer, colon cancer, mm-hmm. prostate cancer, mm-hmm. all these cancers that's in us but mm-hmm. guess what that's what we were we were raised that's what mama ate hog head cheese with some crackers <laughs> i want it hot i want it mal that's what mama them ate that right. joint is good I like okay cheese, you know <laughs> cheese. whatever we eat what okay. we, we're the product of what we were raised in right. and so it's a mental change it's not easy to shift and say you know what no i'm not gonna feed my kids that or my grandkids right. and matter of fact i'm not gonna eat that and say I'm going to juice. I'm going to take vegetables. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take my vegetables and rinse them off in the water like mom and them used to do. You got to vinegar those joints, okay? Yes. And yes. let them sit. Yes. Throw a little baking soda on them and watch all the stuff bubble <laughs> up. She gives us a whole cookout. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So right. we cook our greens until they're smushed when we only supposed to eat our greens al dente. Right. But we don't know no other way, wrong. right? So <laughs> we don't know no other way. So when you say talk about it it's how we were raised and so it passed down 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 even like thanksgiving you know we've heard them say that low vibration plate you know i'm gonna eat it i'm gonna eat it and that's what we have that's what we have on thanksgiving but if you look at the other community they're gonna have a little stuffing and a casserole <laughs> and some El Dente string beans and stuff like that with a sprinkle. And that's dinner. But we're going to have some dressing. Yes. We're going to have some mac and Come cheese through. that's sliding through on butter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Them greens with ham hocks. Or we might want to like get healthy turkey. and do turkey. We do the turkey, turkey now. Yeah, yeah, we do the smoke turkey. Yeah. And then chillings may be still on the menu. Oh, black I'm folks going to kind of cut back on chillings. Yeah. They, yeah right. I, I, so I, and, and, and from where I'm at, they add hog marks to them, oh, you know, and mix it okay. in. So it's, yeah, it's what we Can I interject something? Because yes. I think it's also important to talk. You are absolutely right on everything. But let's talk about what you can and should be doing. And I also don't yeah. want to throw all our soul food off the plate. So our greens are good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so right. our collard greens, great source of vitamins, you know, yes. um, ca- uh, forget the one, but um, cauliflowers. Uh, no, I was just oh. trying to think of the nutrient. I mean, other than vitamin C and iron, iron. and some other things, but vitamin D is also oh, a strong indicator of uh, reducing the risk. Mm-hmm. Major. You know, so, and, and it's actually also cited as a good um vitamin to take for COVID. Yep. You know, it's not yep. really publicized, but anyway, don't have me up in here, Thomas. But <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, yes, juicing is important, but our soul foods are important. And when you think about it, we didn't really start eating processed foods 
and prepackaged foods. We used to eat a lot at home. Our, our food was prepared fresh from scratch at home. And so we could control those ingredients. You know, now preparation is key. So, you know, maybe sliding away from deep fried and battered and mm-hmm. sticking more with baked products and things like that. Sugar is another culprit. Processed white sugar. That's me, sugar. You know, and butter, of course. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you travel outside the country, you don't see the foods being as processed or pumped with hormones. It tastes cleaner. The food tastes cleaner when you... Yes. It does. You know, and and if you like me and you like bacon, you may not eat that bacon because you realize just how much nitrates and nitrites and salt... Yes. You know, and so, yes, all of those things contribute and all of our stuff got to be extra sweet in the in the islands and in Africa. It's all natural foods and Mm. fresh fruits and vegetables, hot peppers. Yeah. So, you know, infuse those things, research our natural ancestral ways of preparing foods and that can help. But. Thomas, anybody can get cancer at any point in life, whether or not they have a family history, because we are living Mm -hmm. organisms. And so I always like to point that out. And we have known of folks who did practice good health and they still succumb. So but whatever you can do to, you know, in your environment and in your food, Mm -hmm. your stress management, I do want to stress that because unfortunately as black folks, we are constantly faced with stress. Mm -hmm. See, come Mm -hmm. on We're stressing each other. We are (laughs) stressing each other. No, 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 straight up. We stress each other. But I I know Sister Pam wanted to speak, so I I saw you over there where they spoke. (laughs) And then we're going to go to Latoya over there. I'm going to play. I was just going to piggyback on what you were talking about uh, with having the bilateral. Mm. When I was first diagnosed, they gave me a, per- a percentage of uh, the type of cancer that I had, that it could possibly come back in the other breast. And, but it was a percentage, and I took that chance because it was just so devastating to go through that, that you have the cancer, and it's take and you have a choice you can take both or you can just take one Mm -hmm. just take the one I work with that other one over there right okay and when it came to reconstruction I opt out I I didn't want to do it you know I mean I felt like I had gone through enough and Mm -hmm. like she's saying she's going through what three more surgeries I'm like I'm just thankful to be alive because I was in stage four so I was thankful. Yes. But the cancer came back 12 years, oh, actually, wow. to the date when I was sitting there with my uh, oncologist. And she says, Pamela, do you realize that it was 12 years to the date that wow. you were here? Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going to Latoya, and then we'll get to the call. Go ahead, Latoya. What are you about to say? Um, I just, yeah, I just want to uh, piggyback off Anika about the D, uh, vitamin D. And Dr. Leslie Matthews out of uh, Mississippi, shout out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's the black uh, surgeon that I um, interviewed before, and that's how I learned about vitamin D. And he explained to me, D3 is not even a vitamin. And he just he went down the thing, and like he uh, also talked about uh, COVID, and if we had more vitamin D3, even though I kept saying vitamin D3, <laughs> in our bodies, then it cures it 
brings down the inflammation right, yeah. and keep moving because when you're moving then that also works it out i was like look at you out here in mississippi made me proud <laughs> let's, let's get to the caller but that's also why we have so much cancer in the north we don't get enough vitamin d because that's of right. the sunlight that's and right. if we went yep, back right. to our natural environments in the south Take where the sun down. is at we would be a lot more healthier but y'all don't want to hear about that because y'all got to be in the city partying all right come on, oh, come on. Whatever, let's go in. We got a caller calling in. He ain't got nothing better to do. Go ahead, caller. Hi, this is Jackie. I won't say anything. Auntie Jackie. Ja- no, Auntie Jackie. You Auntie Jackie. What's up? How you doing this morning? Good morning. Thanks for calling. Hi. I'm doing very well. And I just wanted to make a comment to piggyback on one of the comments that your guest speaker made, and that was how well her husband stepped up and her support system was mm-hmm. so solid for her, which gave her encouragement and gave her motivation to continue on. Uh, I want to give you an experience to kind of encourage guys to, if you, you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin who was ill, and her they were living in South Las. She was living in Las Vegas with her boyfriend, and so something was wrong. And for some reason or another, he couldn't get her to go to the doctor. So he drove her from Las Vegas all the way to Chicago to bring her back to her family to us. Mm-hmm. I live in Minnesota, but I drove down to Chicago. And said, Something's wrong with cousin Kim. I got we all got to come around. What's going on? It turned out she had stage four breast cancer. When the doctor showed me her tumor, he lifted her breast. She was just laying on a table and she had a tumor the size of an egg right on the side of her left breast. And I said, there's no way someone did not see that, but they were both afraid. And I said, you don't have the spirit of fear. God does not give you that. Come on, talk to me. So the guys, you know, he was afraid. I said, the guy, he needed to step up and say, honey, you need to go to the doctor. She says, no, 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 no. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It wasn't okay. And neither one of them had the courage to go to the doctor. So the guys, I'm not saying this anybody's fault, but both of them had a responsibility. She had to see it. She was afraid. Instead of him saying, well, we'll just go anyway, he kept saying, okay, well, we really, it'll, I'll let you tell me that it will be okay. Guys, help us out sometimes. Mm. Step up. Thank and you. encourage us to not be afraid to know the truth. Let's deal with it together as a family and as a partner. So, guys, I'm, I know ladies, yeah, look at your breasts. If you see something, say something. And encourage the guys to help out with that. Amen. Thank you, Auntie Jackie. (laughs) You know, I wanted to say something about the myths. Let's get to the myths part because I know when I got my breast done... Prior to getting the mammogram, people would say, oh, it hurts. You know, it seems yeah. like, and you know, like our culture always, like when they have to do the prostate, I think it is like they have this. I'm like, when you go in to get checked for a prostate cancer, who knows you went in there and got your. <laughs> until you right, tell them. Until you tell them. Like, you don't <laughs> went to the doctor, right. got it done. Who knows that you went in there and somebody don't did whatever, you know? So I'm like, culturally, I want to stop yes. or just saying it. Why did we live on air? Like, it did not hurt to me. Come on. But we always have people like, oh, it hurt. That did not hurt, but you, I still thought about hearing five people say that it hurt it. So that was another reason why that you did not want to go in. But we have to, just in my opinion, because the four opinions, we have to stop doing that. Just say, go ahead, get it done. We go through other painful things every day. To me, <laughs> if it was to be the pain, it was like hitting your toe on the end of a, 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 a don't be bed telling my or business. whatever. Don't tell but my it, business. Right. Like, but, <laughs> it, but, but it wasn't as bad. We have to stop. Like I 
I said, so we can break down some of the myths. Yeah. That was one of the myths for me yeah. that it hurt and it did not hurt for me. Okay, so yes, it did hurt for me. Right. And that made me not want to go ever again. Mm -hmm. uh, because it was a lady that was doing it. She wasn't at the breast center. It was in the clinic. Right. And so, and it hurt. And you Right, but that was your experience but, from a breast center. But it's like... We, no, that was before I got to the breast center. When it, my doctor talked me into going to the breast center, she was like, oh, don't go there again. Go to the actual breast center at uh, Methodist. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. She did not... That I did not go back for two and a half years, and cancer runs on my dad's side of the family. Right. And so when I went to the breast center, they gave me a 3D one. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have to do But the other girl, talk about pancaking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to pull because I ain't got that right. much. And I did hear that people with smaller breasts. But it is that, But we need to, what oh, I'm saying is go. advocate. Just go ahead and have somebody else get pain. See what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I'm just saying But I heard it's going to hurt for y'all, right. but I, it ain't hurt for me. Right. So it's all good. I mean, it was a little, it felt weird or whatever, but it's it was just, like it's as uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yes. But like, yes. but us as black people, come on now, y'all. We're like, oh, it hurt. Don't go in there. You know, like we got to stop doing that. And I just wanted to highlight. Everybody's pain ain't the same. Right. Yeah. And right. I wanted to highlight some of the myths that you guys, like with breast cancer, like what's some of the myths that we could talk about that we need to. Well, one of the things that I hear a lot is that, well, you know, my mama didn't have it. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mama, it don't yeah. run in my family. Yep. So why should I go? Right. You know, yeah. and then also far as when you did we talk about the myths, you have control of what you're doing. If you feel they're pulling you the wrong way or whatever, you can say, hey, hold on. Right. Let me put that on there myself. <laughs> Okay, let me let me a, let me lay that on there myself. I can handle I my tatas. Okay, you oh. going down? Hold on, hold on. Now slow. Don't just slam it. Okay, ease it down. So we can talk up. A lot of times we think because we're in the, in the doctor or the clinic, we got to be silent and let them do what they want to do. Now, if you snatch me the wrong way, I'm gonna say, hold on. Yeah. Oh, let me process. let me help you out. This is mine. I can slam it on here myself. <laughs> you know, and I say that because I was I was heavy topped, and so it would fall off. And and I say, hey, let me put that on there for you and hold it. Let me get and, you move. And once you get down, I'll move my hand. But you know, they were just snatching and pulling it. Don't do that. You yeah. can talk up. I love that. So, Advocacy so is so important. It's so important to speak up. I'm sure Pam and Vicky could talk to that. But, you know, but that's why it's important. That's why the network is important, too, because I know that the Breast Cancer Alliance and Pink Ladies, they've gone with women mm -hmm. to go. So I think, you know, we got to get out of this you know, superwoman thing where, and we don't want nobody in our business, See? right? And so when you talk about myths, it's really just how, you know, we need to be honest and it's okay to be vulnerable and even it's okay to be fearful, but you still got to handle your business. And if you need support or someone who's been through it, who can hold your hand or help you manage your expectation of the visit, didn't do that, and that's what these groups are for. Awesome. Like, you don't have to be out here by yourself dealing with it. And everybody doesn't have the support system that Sharon has, you know. Right. So, but Pink Ladies and APCA are here. Yeah. And when we went to St. Louis Park, that was a big thing. Remember when the people were coming oh, yeah. in? Like, they were so, like... You could tell when they came through the door, they were, like, looking worried. But then when they saw us, they was like... And even, like I said, I speak for myself. When I came in, I'm like... I was scared, but you guys didn't know, but it was just support. Like, come on. And, you know, when they came through, they saw everybody, and they was like, oh, my God, like, can we take a picture with you guys and everything? So that was, like, a big 
a big thing just to see people that morning getting up to go to that appointment to know that that appointment could change their life. You know what I mean? So, um, Anika, what, what are you guys doing right now to get the early detection? I know they say they originally said the age of 40. Right. But now we're trying to be like, because like you said, a 26 year old. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know, yes, the the medical kind of standard is that 40. But we are telling people like 25. Right. Like, but I know especially, that the insurance is not paying for that. So. But then there's there's programs and I'm right. glad you raised yeah. that. So Sage is a partner of ours. So we will be distributing Sage materials. It is a state of Minnesota program, okay. uh, Minnesota Department of Health. And the Anika Foundation is offering $25 to any woman who completes a mammogram who hasn't been previously diagnosed. So we're really trying to just push that and make sure folks know. But there are resources, um, and so tap into it. And if you need to know how to find those resources, we can help. Like, we, we got a call yesterday, and we connected a lady. And this is statewide, so you can find not only a free mammogram, but healthcare providers and, and support networks. So um, don't be afraid to ask the question yeah, and reach out and seek support. So I wanted to ask Pam, because you two-time fighter, right? Yes. With that type of, I want to say courage, because, yes. you know, people yes. can lay down and just give up. Uh, what are some of the things that you encourage the women that you come across who are struggling with this? You know, what type of mindset do you, you know, try to encourage them to have? To <clears throat> have a very positive mm-hmm. mindset. I mean, you have to be very optimistic when you're going through something like that, you know. Um, I just, like you said, it, it's all it's all God. You, you got to have, you got to have faith. Mm-hmm. And you got to walk in the hands of God. Amen. And keep that positive energy going. Keep that smile going. You know, even on a day when you don't feel like it, you got to keep going. Because there were days that, I mean, it it was a dark time. And it gets very, very dark. I mean, I had days where I just saw myself being buried. Mm. I could smell the dirt. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Mm. So just keep that positive attitude and just uh, smile and come on, we all can do it. <laughs> we got to fight. We got to fight. We all can do it. I, I did it. I appreciate That's you right. saying that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Right. And I wanted to say something with Pam, and I'm glad you said that. There are, we need to be transparent that there are lonely, dark moments. Come on now. But you get through it. Yeah. So cancer is a scary thing to go through but you got cancer cancer doesn't have you we got to keep that mindset i i love that because i always said to myself you know my husband was right there but i have five sisters four sisters and they were there every week of the moment i couldn't i i couldn't get off the phone or facetime enough but one of the things that kept me going is whose report will you believe? Mm-hmm. Cancer is big, but God is bigger. You know, so up. when people hear cancer, they think death sentence. Yep. You know, what God has for right. you is for you. And if God can heal, raise the lame from the dead, what is cancer? And so anything that I'm facing, and I've gone through a lot, I say, 
if he did it before, he'll do it again. again. And so that kept me going. And when you say positive energy, I dismiss some of my family. Mm. Mm. Okay. Right today. I dismiss some of my family because of the negativity, because of the bad energy, you know. Yeah. I can't have it around me. Right. If it's my kids, I shut them down. Hey, what you doing? What? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't block family members. You can't even get in touch with me. You on social media clowning and that kind of kept my mind. Uh, delete. Block. I don't care because it was about my season. And there are dark times when you're by yourself and you can't sleep and and husbands sleep. That you cry. Tears just run down your face. But you got to encourage yourself. And that's what I had to do. I learned that from my father. Yeah, he, my, my, my pops uh, passed away from uh, brain uh, lung cancer that spread to his brain uh, seven years ago. And I learned that from my dad. You know, that's what he was saying. Like, hey, I just, you know, I let too many things get to me. I carried too much weight that wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember having my last conversation with him on the phone. And he was sounding real good because, you know, when it spreads to your brain, sometimes you slur your speech. Mm-hmm. And he was sounding clear. And I remember talking to my ex and she was like, well, he was sounding good on the phone. I said, yeah, but he ain't going to make it. She said, why? I said, I just got that feeling. It's like a bat. It's like batteries. You know, when the battery's about to go out, the sound is loudest. And, you know, and so the very next day I'm at home, I'm cooking. And my cousin called me. He said, oh, man, I got bad news. I just rolled past, you know, your father's house. The ambulance is out there. And they're saying he ain't going to make it. And so I say to people out there, you know, you got to also be able to support folks. But when you know they're going through it, don't stress them. Right. Yes, because yes. you you brought us something very important. In our community, we don't really understand. We think blood makes you obligated to everything. <laughs> you have to walk away Come from on loved now. ones yeah. if they're going to cause you that. Even your children mm-hmm. if I they're gonna call if they're gonna cause you that. Because people don't understand when someone put that type of weight on you and it impacts you. It can drive you into your grave. And we're talking to women who are the most responsible in our community for almost everything in our families. So not only are you carrying them heavy breast tiff, but the burdens <laughs> of your family as well. And I believe that, that those are the stressors to me when I'm hearing y'all sisters talk that along with the food that kind of drive y'all to that point now you had your husband and this is the four opinions and we're always talking about relationships mm-hmm. how important is the support of significant others and family yes. to be around there and carry that water with you so you don't have those burdens mm-hmm. yes yes Excellent. definitely for me um i have to shout out to set my husband 36 mm-hmm. years <laughs> been together since we were 15 so I know she comes she was like I'm bringing my husband that's my support I'm like come on when I tell you um women when you go through that you have the sense of am I still attracted to him you know that these are not the same they look ugly you know is he gonna look at me the same Mm. you know what he said baby you alive that's all that matters. Y'all right gonna make me cry today. Shout out to your husband. <laughs> That's what I say. You know, I'm alive. Yes. yes. You know, like I said, uh, reconstruction. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I'm alive. Right. Yeah. 
I'm and, alive. And I just noticed like the energy of the pink ladies or any survivors because it's worldwide, nationwide. You see how much support they like go. And I'm like, now that I've been with the pink ladies or be around you guys, I'm like, it's a whole different attitude after you survive. Like, it's like, I'm yes, like, I love is. the energy because at this point, don't nothing get to y'all. Uh, you can <laughs> fight anything. <laughs> um, you don't made it through. And it's like, I remember when I first met you guys, I'm like, man, like they whole outlook on life is like, Girl, I just be cancer. Do you think I care? I not care. About- <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I'm go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Uh, first, I think Pamela should talk about Rebel with a Cause um, because she explained to me that's a part of the Pink Ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And she talked about, well, I don't want to tell your story, Pam, but I think that you should point it out. But I also think it's important to highlight there are a lot of women who have lived and survived it for over 30 years. Mm. So there can be. So when we're saying early detection, it's not just something, you know, Victoria, Pam, you know, Riona, Betty. (laughs) um, There are women who are surviving and thriving and they have been an inspiration to me. But I will turn it to Pam because I think that's important as a parent. You know, like trying to manage your diagnosis and then, but still trying to be present yeah, for your oh children. Man. Okay, we're gonna oh take man. this caller and then we're gonna go. Oh, that's oh, okay. That's I'm, I'm slipping on my. We my got back a caller. Here. We got a caller. Caller. Hi, I'm here. It's Auntie Jack again. Y'all know I'm listening. Um, <laughs> one one more point that I think we want to make. Uh, my cousin that I just told you about earlier, she was 48 and she ended up passing away because it was so far gone it had gotten into her bloodstream. And um, when I got there, my cousins and I, we doctors were talking to us, and we and he asked her us about our history of breast cancer in our family. And I told him, well, it doesn't really matter. We have none in our family, but that was the only of our 12 cousins. She was adopted. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a family history for her. And she knew that. But for some reason or another, it didn't occur to her in her medical records when they asked her about her family history. She always said, there is none, because that's what she grew up with. There was none. But she had been adopted. And a lot of times, you know, that's how our family history gets lost, is that no one brought that forward. And that, of course, was 50 years ago when she was adopted. So anyway, I'm encouraging women to find out their history. And if they were adopted or were a foster person, then find out a different way. Thank you, Thank you, Auntie Jackie. <laughs> okay, Pam. Yeah, that is. You know what? That's that's actually because you still got to be a parent after you get yes. the diagnosis and going through chemo and all that stuff. Like, that's deep. I forgot about that. Like, you don't look at that. You know what I mean? Well, uh, Rebel with a Cause, I started as when I was going through, I was a single parent. And um, I had two. I had two children at home. And the neighborhood kids, okay, because all the neighborhood kids, they hung out at our house because, you know, that was the house that had all the snacks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Chanel and stuff, you know. VIP <laughs> does have his perks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going through the one thing that I couldn't provide were snacks for the kids because, you know, I, I'm single and my income was cut, so we're surviving, you know. I mean, money was only, only had so much money. And I'm like, you know, one thing I want to do is I want to start a food shelf for kids of parents that are going through breast cancer. 
that yes. can't provide those things for the children, okay? So the food shelf will be uh, snacks, healthy snacks for kids, okay? Mm-hmm. Like the, the uh, um, granola bars and the juice boxes and, and the gummy bears, and, <laughs> you know, where they just come in and just shop. Like they're at a grocery store, awesome. but it's yeah. a shelf. Yeah. And so I started this during COVID with my grandson, Rebel. And I, I mentioned it to him. You know what? I, I always wanted to do this. I'm like, do you think we could do this? You think we could, you know, make up snack bags and get in touch with women that are going through breast cancer and take over to their house? And uh, he goes, sure we can, Grandma. He goes, you know, Grandma? I believe in you. <laughs> and when he said that, we were off and running. Mm. We were at Sam's Club. We went and got bags. We, <laughs> I went on, I went on Facebook and started mm. a page and put it out there. And we got calls and we packed up snacks and we took them to the homes. This was during COVID time, and the the joy, the faces on little kids' faces. You know, we went to this one house, and this is the one little kid. He was like, Mom, this is better than Halloween. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Rebel, Rebel with a Cause. And, so we're going to take this opportunity. we got a couple of minutes left for the show. I really want to get into how we can help. Um, tonight, I know you have your event to talk about that. Uh, with that, that's nice. I would actually like to do something with the the snacks and stuff for people. Mm-hmm. How they can get in contact with the Pink Ladies, how they can get in contact with you for the foundation so we as a community could, you know, get stronger with helping, yes. being a support. I know last night I accepted being a Pink Lady. Yeah. So I'm officially making <laughs> Except I, I used to just help out, but, uh, you know, I'm adding something else. But, you know, I do want to. My mom is a breast cancer survivor, which is um, I wasn't there through the whole process because I'm here and no, but just going back and forth. Um, she, like I said, powerful, strong lady. She's been through a lot and she survived too. So just to get that out there, y'all can give us the information on how we could connect. If you want to be a support tonight, your, um, your pinked out event to let people know about it. Go ahead, Pam. You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> PeakLadiesMinnesota.org. Well, Peak <laughs> <laughs> I love the collaboration. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, must, I must also share this. Anika Foundation has picked up the Pink Ladies to support us. And, I mean, we've been out here for 10 years. And I've been doing it on my own. Yep. With no sponsorship, no, none of that. I've been doing all that on my own. Anika called me. Like a couple of months ago, and she says, you know, I want to work with you guys. I want to collab with you all. I mean, we didn't have a web page. We didn't have money. Because <laughs> 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 you're just doing it from your heart. Yeah, people yeah. don't get that. Like when you're just right. doing yeah. it from your yeah. heart, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. my passion. And so Anika's taking us to a whole nother level in like 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> that will make me cry. Well, we do. On the road. <laughs> I mean, oh, we, we're God. on tour. How do you become a pink lady? I know. Uh, yeah, come the, on now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling you, Sharon, when I met her, this is what I was talking about for the pink lady. So. On tour. 
Well, you know, come to us, right? <laughs> right? I mean, come to us. You know, if if you have the passion and you want to be supportive. Okay, you know, I'm coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, That's what it. we need. Yes. We need that support. Yes. You know, we don't need the ladies that just want to come and, and when we put on the pink outfit. Mm, that's right. That's right. Up. We want the ladies that are out there doing it and that's thinking right, about yeah. other women, you know. That's right. And they're the answer to phone because you will get phone calls, you know. I do. I, mean, I don't, you know, I really, I've never even given my phone number out. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get in contact no, with No, 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 they calling me on Facebook, you know, ladies, you know. They call you, you know, social media. You don't have to give your phone number out, you know. And see you, they see you at, we, we were at um, brunch, and they were like, oh, you guys yes. are pink ladies. Yes. Like, yeah, we are. Like, I know, like we're famous. Yeah. Yeah. They've been at the so U.S. Says, Bank Stadium and everything, getting awards. Carrie Levin. <laughs> But tonight's Pinked Out Party, yeah. we're really excited. It's like we're bringing it back with with more funk, more pink, you know. Um, whew, fifth annual, you know, because we had that hiatus with, with COVID. Um, but we have a fashion show um, that we're excited about, over 42 models. Some of the pink ladies wow. are in the show, That's including amazing. Pam and I believe Tamiko. Um and we are, you know, we do support uh, Pink Ladies. Um, one of the things that the Anika Foundation is able to do is serve as a fiscal sponsor. And so that's what we're doing with them to help them get structurally in a position right. to receive she grant said, dollars. Look, she said, we on tour. What you <laughs> say? <laughs> we got tour. We, okay. So, okay, so tonight's <laughs> event is from 4 to 7 at the Northside Arts, uh, Art Space Lofts, 229 Irving Avenue North. From four to seven, it is absolutely free because our goal ever since the inception of this event is to remove all barriers to any women and men support groups to join us. We have great food from My Gravy Babies and Jossie and them. Um, Glow, uh, DJ High, what? My God, Glow. <laughs> Shout out to Glow. Yes, and actually he his mother uh, succumbed, sadly, to breast cancer. So it's just amazing how this came together organically. But if people want to learn more about us and how we're supporting Pink Ladies and the African American Breast Cancer Alliance, uh, they can find us at the AnikaFoundation.org. We're all on Facebook. Um Victoria is part of both APCA and Pink Ladies, you know, and we just here to take it to the next level and, and make sure that more young women start um, getting in on those conversations. And if you need any information, um, of course, Health Partners, that's like kind of the the go-to insurance here. Uh, Sage is yes. the uh, company that offers the free mammograms. Um, I have a phone number if you want. It's one eight eight eight. Six Health with the six four three two five eight four. You can call. Um, pretty sure you can read reach out to the Nika Foundation or the Pink Ladies to find out what uh people offer the free mammograms. And I'm so happy to have you guys. I, I love I, the energy. I must say, I love Sage. Yeah, Sage saved my life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sure yes. did. Anything else, ladies? Oh, yeah. I got something. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, Miss Pink Lady. Pink brunch tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah. At Daisy's Uptown from 11 to 3. All right. 11 to 3. 11 we to 3. We having brunch. We having brunch. 
And Brunch. our November ev- event. Because you got a uh, tour now. Right, after yeah, she's maybe, on tour. Okay, after, come on. After we come back from tour. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, having our, we're having our 10th annual Think Pink right. event, November 5th. All right, thank you, ladies, for getting up early in the morning. We got the Sheep Foundation tonight, throwing it out. The 70s party tonight to empower. tonight? Yeah, to empower the young girls. So we will be at your event, but we're going to show our support. You let us know what you want us to do. So thank you, Walter Q. Bell Banks, for getting up early in the morning. I love you guys. Survivors. My friends survived. been listening to four opinions the views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff management or board of directors of kmoj this hour of programming on kmoj is supported in part by the following underwriters the fight against COVID-19 continues and your role is crucial. Whether it's your first vaccine or booster, each step you take strengthens our defense. By stepping up for safety, you're not only protecting yourself, but also our entire community. Stay tuned for announcements about vaccine availability and boosters brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Health. Together, let's keep making strides toward a healthier future, one shot at a time.